Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Greetings and welcome to the Arcade Raiders podcast. This is episode five. Wow, five. The big five. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when you give Mixer Partners a microphone in an audience. So before we talk about what we're fixing to talk about, we wanted to mention something here for you folks. We, we, we want to make this podcast more intimate. We want to, you know, bring in as many people as we can. We started thinking about some things that would kind of allow us to let you into our world, to invite you into our world. So we have actually decided that we are going to use our real names instead of our online names. Uh, we're kind of hoping this would be a positive step in getting to know us more. Um, from the feedback we've received, you know, stuff like that, maybe we should use our first names. So without further ado, with that being said, welcome to the Arcade Raiders podcast again. I am Jeremy, or you know me as Skyroby, and with me to help deliver in the shenanigans is my good friend Jesse, and you know him as a tag burger. Jesse, Hi, how are you? I got used to my like Jesse name and now burger and now attack burger. And it's going to be so confusing, but hi, Jeremy, how are you? It's been a great week. <laughs> oh man. It has been a really good week. Dude, yeah, lots and lots life, of news. Actually, life was so insane last weekend. Holy crap. That live show. <sighs> yeah. The extra life. I had a really good time um, on doing the extra life last week. I thought it was really fun. I just had a blast. It was so good. And on top of that, uh, this week we had Gamescom. Oh, Gamescom. So did you check that out any? I did, and they showed out the one game I was looking at, which was Greedfall. Oh. Did you check that out? Because it's like I a sweet, like, oh, dude, I want it so bad over anything else. It's like, yeah, blah, 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 Gears 5. Greedfall, go on about this. Yeah, I think Greedfall is going to be the, the sleeper hit of the year. It I is. really do. It reminds me of, like, Colonial, like, Dragon Age. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With a little bit of, to me, it looks kind of like that with uh, mysticism, and maybe you, maybe you see some of that early sort of witchcraft and that mystic stuff that explores, you know, to legend they encountered all these mystics and and things when they explored the new world. So I think it's going to be really cool. The graphics look super neat. The music sounds really well written so far. I, I really think this awesome is going to be a sleeper hit. Too. Oh the my what? god, the characters! If you don't like do their missions they kind of hate you and like leave Ooh. it's like oh i kind of want to play this game now like i, I think might it's be like, a complex game i've been to be complex and i hope it's good i think so. so i think we're in for a good time i mean this this next month is fixing me crazy starting t tomorrow tuesday it's gonna be nuts it's gonna be crazy like we're gonna have so much coming up it's gonna be like eight games every like week yeah well uh, jesse let's get started Let's do it, Jeremy. 
So ladies and gentlemen, friends and enemies, enemies, we are here to deliver some of the weekly video game news with our thoughts, commentary, and of course, excitement. Every week we'd like to take a look at those sweet, sweet video games and sweet, sweet video game news. So now it's time for the Arcade Raiders News with Jesse. What's up guys and welcome to Arcade Raiders News. We'd like to look at the news this week and give you the best little tidbits. But first, like always, we got actual AR news. Guys, we missed an announcement last week. AR is currently in recruitment mode. What does this mean? Well, you got a chance to actually join AR. Be one of us. Get to, you know, be part of our stream team. Help us make future content. Even be on the podcast. I mean, it'd be kind of great to have more people here. And this time we're actually putting an application in the description, both on YouTube and also the Anchor, I believe, because I forgot to give it to Sky. <laughs> Oops. It's okay. Um, yeah. Sorry, Jeremy Sky. It's going to be such a weird change for me. It's like, uh, but No, it's fine. We're learning. Yeah. Guys, we're learning how to podcast and how to do things. So every week we learn something new. I, I try to learn nothing, but <laughs> application in the description. Give that a look. And if you all have chops, we'll take you in. Yeah, let us know if you have any questions. Reach out to, you know, a tag burger on Mixer or Skyroby on Mixer, and we'll reach out to you. And last we got Extra Life, guys. Extra Life with Arcade Raiders was a fun 32-hour marathon of streams between me, Jeremy over here, Tim, and Shaka Panda. We raised over $1,375 of the final total. Good job, everyone. Thank you for coming out and supporting that. Thanks for coming to a live show we did. That was a killer time. So much No Man's Sky was played. <laughs> yeah, a lot. There was a there was a lot of variety played. Yeah, I think you and Shaka played quite a bit of No Man's Sky. I I may have like put in like sixteen hours that weekend. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a lot, dude. I I had a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We all have that problem. But no, the Extra Life event. We had a really good time. I had a great time, and I keep telling everybody, you know, with all the kind of negative publicity and feedback that people are assuming, you know, video gamers are this or video gamers are that. I think it's just a, a big way of showing the world that, hey, we are not these uncaring, you know, individuals. We are actually folks that care. And we did this and all the money we raised goes straight to our children's hospitals. And I think it shows the video game community and our communities and how they can join together to be really good humans. Nope, it's only folks on negative video games. No, it's not doubt. It's, it's actually folks on the good. Yes. And we got to remember too that this ain't the first like extra like that people have done that raise a lot of money. Yeah. We're, we got to remember too, like, there's also like you got Summer Games on Quick, Awesome Games on Quick, have raised over millions of dollars for yes. charities. We're not bad people. Yep. You know, you got to think about, you know, what Professor Roman and King Gathalian do as well uh, for St. Jude's, Twitch for St. Jude's. So, yeah, we like to give, we like to donate, and we like to raise money for the kids, friends. With that being said, let's focus back on this week's headlines. Guys, it's official. I'm putting Bioware on life support. Sorry, I gotta say it. Because in a tweet, Dragon Age's lead producer, Fernando Mello, is leaving Bioware. Ugh, such, a, such a hurt. Ugh. He's leaving on his own decision, and that allows him to support a couple ideas. Now, this is the second producer leaving in the last two weeks. Uh, last time it was Ben Irving from Anthem. So... We gotta tell ourselves: Are they going to shutter Bioware? I don't. I don't think so. I I feel they're going to give it a go. They're going to do as much as they can. I think it's going to be delayed quite a bit now, of course, 
because they're going to have to restructure. They're going to have to find new producers, which kind of sucks because we, you know, people have been waiting for several years for this game to come out and to be developed and to show more. I mean, we saw the Dragon Age Four. Was it this year at E3 or was it last year at it, Game Awards? It was at Game Awards. It was yeah, yeah Game Awards. Yeah, Game Awards. Yeah. So I think it's definitely going to come out. I think it's going to be delayed. It might be next gen for sure. It will. It will. It will be. It will be next gen for sure. I think they'll people will step up. I I don't want to give up on Bioware yet. They make they've always made good games. I still have faith that they're going to crank out a game, but this doesn't bode well. It really gives people a sour taste, and and they're worried because the people that have contributed to these projects for years and years and years are all of a sudden walking away. And he said he walked away on you know his own terms, and he even mentioned you know he's going to just explore and he's excited to play Dragon Age Four as a fan this time, and you know with. Uh, ben Irving leaving last week, that was a big blow too, especially for Anthem. You know, I have faith in the Bioware family. I really wish they could pick it up and just do something positive. I, I know they have stuff and I know they can show us some really good stuff. And I know they have something waiting for us that's going to blow our minds. And I just want to see it. I'm excited. I will definitely be buying a new Dragon Age. Um, yeah. See, I got I got fear because let's, let's face it, the last big game I was hyped up about Bioware was Anthem, but before that was Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah. Because I was excited to see a new Mass Effect. I loved that series. Granted, the third one um, ending uh, we won't talk about. <laughs> but um, I just don't want to be like, we put no effort in this game, here you go. I want like, I want like the heart and soul I put into other games and this one. I don't know, like, I have to look this from like past friends of EA and being the Maxis and all the other studios they closed down because they just didn't see them, you know, providing profit. Yeah. And I don't want to see Bioware close down. I, like I said, I'm proud of the games I've played from Bioware. I don't want to see that close down. Uh, number one is because I live close to the studio here in Texas and I don't want to see that close down. That's a lot of jobs. Um, so there's a lot of jobs that that can hit because a lot of that team for Bioware is actually an EA is down here in Texas. Um, so it just kind of worries me a little bit, but I think we're still going to see some good, you know, there's always Rocky stuff. I I'm hoping I just, if the developers or anybody listens to this, that would be totally awesome. Number one, but number two guys, keep going. Y'all do great work. You know, don't let the haters get you down. Just keep cranking out stuff and let's see what you can do for dragon age. Speaking of haters. Wow. What a segue. <laughs> nice. Guys, you, I know, right? <laughs> Didn't even rehearse that. Uh, when you think EA is, we're done with EA, we're not done with EA. No, we're not. <laughs> guys, if you guys missed it, Iron Crown, the new Apex Legends event has released, and players are not liking it because, of course, there's loot boxes and hard-to-grind cosmetics yeah. for insane prices. Oh, man, with all the T's working on our prices. I mean, we gotta find the best place for devs to apologize and talk about their future plans. Why not Reddit? I mean, if you said Reddit, you are wrong. You don't go to Reddit. You stay away from Reddit. Late last Friday, Respawn announced changes to cosmetics by making a direct purchase. Well, I want to say let happy up Reddit for the end, but <laughs> oh, internet, we can't forgive about you. Yeah. It went from ugly. It went from bad to ugly to what the hell is going on really fast. Many devs were caught ooh, by saying some bad things. Even one dev highlighted by a Polygon article calling their players dicks, asshats, and freeloaders. If I may read a few of these uh, things from the devs that are deleted. 
I've been in the industry long enough to remember when players were asshats, and it was pretty neat. And also, our favorite, none of people who spend crazy low money is low. You're all freeloaders. So you don't like them calling us asshats and freeloaders, huh? Only I can call myself an asshat. <laughs> that is my ass for me to call myself. Well, I, I, I get it. Like, you went on the internet and you try to do something, but then you started fighting back, which you don't do. You say one thing, you let the internet kind of like, you know, you let it burn down like a house fire. Like, you can try to damage all you want to, but you're just adding more, you're, you're adding more gasoline to the fire. Stop using gasoline. Yeah. And for the dev to go out there and say this stuff, like, I understand, like, if someone's calling you a dick, you got to call them a dick back. Okay. But you're just making yourself like a freaking the biggest ass out here. Because a few bad apples do this, doesn't mean the bunch of us are, you know, well, core tag yeah. the whole thing, you know, one battle through the whole bunch. But honestly, it's like, come on, don't be a dick. Right, right. So I'm, I've kind of been thinking about this all week. Yeah. It, okay, so I have some mixed emotions about this. Number one, yeah. I can see it from your perspective is you shouldn't call people, you should call people names. You know, you, you basically should keep your cool and you, Yes, they probably should have kept their cool. Um, they probably should have just stuck to the scripts. And, you know, they tell us trolls are trolls. Don't worry about it. But they probably should have stuck to the script, right? They should have. But these folks that work for EA, you've got to know by now are tired of the internet shit. And they're busting their ass. You know, they're following the orders. They're following directions. They're trying to crank out as much content as they can in a limited amount of time to get to the masses. And as much backlash as every time something happens at EA, and including Bioware, the internet loses their mind and just forgets their manners. I get it. But at some point, like, these guys are just going to go, you know what? We're tired of you. Stop it. We're trying to make content for you. We're really trying. We have X amount of things that we've got to follow. We've got X amount of finances breathing down our neck for things. We will turn this car this. around. We're not going to get McDonald's. We're going to head right home. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think, you know, it was only a matter of time before some of them lost their cool. And those devs, a lot of those devs, I don't know. I would assume a lot of them don't have a lot of marketing experience, you know, to kind of keep yeah. that cool. Like I'll tell you one guy that's kept us cool is that community manager for Anthem. I forget his name. I don't know how that dude has not lost his mind and just, you know, yelled at everybody. Or better yet, the community manager for No Man's Sky when it first released. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, so that guy got so much crap. <laughs> so it was only a matter of time before people started kind of speaking their mind. I, so I don't fault them for doing that. I fault the medium they did it in. Um, I think they could have probably have taken all these complaints and went back and maybe worded something as a developing group and said, hey, guys, can you just bear with us? We're really trying. You know, there's lots of things behind the curtains that you guys don't know about. We've got, you know, investors breathing down our necks. You know, we've got bosses. We have to make a quota. We have to make money. And so my thought yeah. is, but both sides, I can see that wasn't the correct way to show that, in my opinion, you know. You, you've so angered wrong. you've angered the nerds, you know, yeah. because be careful. <laughs> um, I'm really glad they did not do this on another platform. I'm not going to say names about platforms because they, I totally disagree with what everything they stand for. But there are other deeper platforms that they that other people have done these AMAs on, and it could have been a lot worse. But for me, it was only a matter of time. So again, my opinion, you know, my whole thoughts are, guys, they're trying. 
you know, and, and the internet, if you, if you dish out things, you should, you should be able to take it back. You should be able to take the same dishing out back. It's pretty much two bears poking each other and trying to piss you off. Yeah, 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 yeah. But unfortunately, at the end of the day is that EA has to make money. They do. So any, and, and right now it just sucks that any slightly negative publicity for EA is going to get blown way out of proportion. I agree. I've read some of these comments and they are being asshats. They are. You know, yeah. And yeah, we're freeloaders. I have played, I'm playing Lego Tower for free because I'm cheap. So yeah, I'm a freeloader. I take any little free cosmetic I can get. I played Here's the Storm and got every free cosmetic I could get. Same, so, same. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good, you know, because I play the game like that. And again, back to the loot boxes. If you don't like it, don't play it. Don't buy it. Mommy and Daddy, remove your credit card. But no, it was all, it to me, it was only a matter of time before they started fighting back and just saying, look, you guys are just being complete asshats about this whole situation. And and that one comment, I've been in the industry long enough to remember when players weren't assets and it was pretty neat. Screw that guy. <laughs> well, but I sympathize no, with him. I, I, I do, but it's like, we all been assets. We just have finally a medium to finally share that we're being assets to you, you know? Yeah. It's not just like, oh, like, here's what they say. And we got to live the fucking, like, pain. Sorry, I was swearing. But no, we got to live the pain. Yeah, we got to live the pain. Because we can't reply back, but now they can. Because yeah. we have this medium to say, "Hey, we don't like this." Do I think the right people went overboard? Oh yeah, I guarantee they went overboard. Yeah, I guarantee but... someone was going, uh, let's say, Gummerland lengths somewhere there. Well, what I envision is the guy that typed that mm-hmm. probably had a little bit more there. He just hit delete before he hit enter. You know what I mean? Yeah, he he probably had some more choice words to say to people, and that was probably toning it down. Just like too I said, <laughs> like I said, these these developers are getting dumped on, and they're making this stuff for us. And it all goes back. If you don't like it, don't play it. But some people like this stuff. Some people like what EA's doing. Some people still like their Bioware. And I again, it was only a matter of time before the developers started giving the middle finger. But the way they did it was probably not the best. You know, they, yeah. they got caught up in the heat of the moment and, and said those things. And now it's on the internet. You can't take it back. Like, I would just post it and walked away. It's like, nope, that's what you guys get. Nope. <laughs> this AMA uh, is over. I would just be an adult like that a lot. I'm like, I'm done. Peace. Yeah. And, and but that's the thing you get is, like I said, there, there might not have been somebody, just one person moderating. I think yeah. from there, wasn't there a lot of people like there a lot of devs? Yeah, there were a lot of there. devs putting in their comment. And it, I don't know how that works, so I can't really judge them, but it seems to me like maybe better practice would have been just a handful of people or a few people that they were bouncing those ideas of what to say before they actually typed it. And, you know, some of the devs devs just have had a little, had enough of it. How would you say asshats better? <laughs> um, That's a I would have said babies. I would have said babies or, um, you know, but me, that's what I do as for a living. I have yeah. to be polite and proper, you know, for some of the things I do. So I probably would have said something unprofessional, you know, like players weren't unprofessional and people would have been like, oh, whatever, you nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but we're asshats sometimes. Uh, we're asshats and I think went over the line on both sides. Yeah. Well. And I think it's getting, yeah, everybody. Let's just be nice. Play the game. Don't play the game. Buy the loot boxes. Don't buy the loot boxes. 
look at the Take trailer. Don't look at the Take trailer. Ass hat off right now. Yeah. Take it off. <laughs> like I teach my son, number one rule in life: don't be an ass. That's rule number one life in general. Don't be a dick. Be a dude. Yeah, <laughs> be nice. So anyway, continue. Okay. Continue, okay, guys. It's sad news. Sad news that GameStop. The time to change, guys. GameStop has to let some people loose because let's face it, no one's going to GameStop anymore. It's reported that GameStop did a lot of layoffs in both their headquarters in Grapevine, Texas, hidden Sky's mm-hmm. home state. Yeah, but a bigger chunk was hitting Game Informer, a Minnesota magazine about gaming. Um, this is a huge hit. Um. We have um, Annie McNair, sorry, McNamara. I'm sorry, McNinder. McN- uh, McNamara, I believe. McNamara. McNamara. Yeah. <laughs> uh, trying to say, I'm trying to keep get things right with my people. I love Game Informer. It's the people and the readers, not a corporation. I hope the, ga- the GI staff does their, you know, get back to their feet and finds our jobs. But this is a huge hit to a gaming news article, gaming news where we get our news from a little bit. Like I pull off a lot of stuff from Game for myself. Yeah. I I personally like love Game for back in the day. Yeah. But now we kind of see like we're in a this age where magazines are just dead. Yeah, print print is dying. Um some people have already said print is dead. You know, print is dead, print is dying. Um you're you're right. I mean it's 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 rough. Um I still buy a lot of prints, but you're right. Yeah, because we got Mark too. Like, let's say back in 2000, with the cool times of us, like there was <laughs> game magazines everywhere. We had Game Pro, Nintendo Powers, Sony EGM. magazines, EGM. Yeah, we had all these magazines. But this is like I think the last game magazine out there. It's I'm one correct. of the few. I, yeah, I think like, there's. Is it PC magazine? Is it still out there? I, I, I think PC magazine is out there. Maybe someone in the comments somewhere can tell us. Yeah, what's left. I like no, but we we did see it. That's a that's a huge hit hit. And yeah, maybe maybe it's time for a game former to go straight up to online only. Yeah, so this really affects everybody our age, right? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of younger kids and a lot of the younger folks really never invested in magazines. You know, I remember waiting to get that sample magazine. There were lots of times in the nineties where you know you could sign up for maybe like two free months or one free month. Or, you know, I would use my grandma's address, then I would use my home address, you know, just so I could continue getting them. And you and you could go to the grocery store or the convenience store and buy Electronic Gaming Monthly for like two or three bucks. And so I think this hits deeper home to people that are our age, maybe a little bit older, because th- th- that's what we did. I mean, we found all of our stuff and then I still have the Electronic Gaming Monthly magazine where Mortal Kombat 2 came out with all the cheat codes and all the moves. Ooh. That's what I read, Game Informer, Electronic Gaming Monthly game was a Game Pro, right? I think uh, it was game Pro, yeah. Oh my gosh, Nintendo Power! Just about every Nintendo you game you could buy in the eighties and nineties came with like a free few months of Nintendo Power. So and that's how, that's how I got my copy of Sunshine and Waybird was because of Nintendo Power. I was like, hey, it's been a hundred bucks to get Nintendo Power, but there also get Sunshine and Waybird. I'm like, where my Crumb Monster credit card? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think what it sucks though is Game Informer. And it's GameStop mm-hmm. is the company, you know, that owns it. And we've seen also in the past several months what happened to Think Geek. GameStop oh, yeah. bought Think Geek, and now Think Geek is no more. Um, GameStop bought Game Informer, you know, a long time ago. Now Game Informer's half gone. So the big question is, are they going to continue to do print or are they just going to do online material? I just feel like 
if they just do strictly online material, it's going to be for a very niche audience and not many people are going to buy it. I mean, it's, it is a niche audience nowadays because everything is digital. But I think if you don't go, if you don't have print, even less people are going to buy it. That's just how I feel. I don't know if that's true. I don't have the data to back me up on that. But it definitely is sad, specifically because this is in uh, Grapevine and Minnesota, which, you know, Texas and Minnesota, and then we're all very familiar with those because we're all yeah. close to those areas. Like I actually had uh, one of my friend's aunts be the editor-in-chief for a while there. Oh. And she brought like all of us to like a little like tour of the place. Oh, that's cool. Oh, dude, it was so, like, sweet snake game bolt. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and when I die, can you just bury me here, like, between the Dreamcast games and the PS1 games? That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, But I think, in general, we're seeing, like, a big, like, like let's be let's be real here. Let's be frank. Game medium, the whole game media is dying. It's now only online. We yeah. had G4 for a while, and that went on for about a couple of years, but that died, like, and without even a about even our freaking roar just went over a whimper and just died. Yeah. I think the medium is definitely changing because we're getting a lot more like little YouTubers doing their own reviews. We're getting like, oh, yeah. we're getting like a lot more gameplay somewhere else. We're actually reading reviews when they come out. Game companies are getting this trailers right away. We're not waiting for reviews. We can just type up a review for a game that released yesterday and boom, it's right there. Oh yeah. We'll get like, we'll see what the action, what they're thinking on Twitter. We'll see all that stuff. It's not going on print. It's not going on video. It's just going to all these smaller websites like Twitter, YouTube, Mixer, everywhere like that. Yeah, well, there's a whole idea that podcasts and groups like Kind of Funny Game, IGN, What's Good Games, you know, those are some of my favorite places to get video game news. But there's kind of this whole notion that that was the shift to push print and those video game magazines out of the way. Because we are right. You can get stuff immediately. You know, when a game comes out on Tuesday, embargoes usually the day before or games out on Friday, the embargo ends, you know, the day before. And you'll always notice that those embargo reviews will come out the day before, like at 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time every day before the game's released because that's the embargo time. So you're yep. right. It's just out so fast and so quick and it's so easy to generate, to sit here at home in Texas as a journalist, write a report for a company like IGN and then send them my piece and then boom, it's published that day or, or Kotaku or Polygon, you know, or USA Gamer, all that stuff. Yep. So it, it's, it's just a different landscape. And I think you have, you know, a lot of these folks have had to adapt and a lot of these folks are have adapted very, very well financially. So it's, it's definitely changing. And for me, it, it just hits the heart because that's what I grew up on. I waited for those magazines. I bought those magazines, my loose change Same. I had, and it just kind of, it just kind of hurts a little bit um, because those people created some good stuff. I probably still have some posters somewhere that came out of those magazines that, you know, I hung on my walls. It's just sad. Like I always want to work every game from when I was young. Like I always thought it'd be a cool job. Like they could write about oh, games, yeah. they could play games all the time. Like I want to do that. Yeah, journalists. Like, I always want to be a journalist and shit, or some of that, like, you know. Yeah. But I guess Nature the Beast is pretty much. Yeah, it's. Find the internet source. Yeah. the internet. Create your own. Create your own, like, reviews. Enjoy channel. your stay and don't take the red pill or the blue pill. Take them both. <laughs> ride the snake. <laughs> this, this ride the wave. Let's go. <laughs> and wow, guys, it's the week of August 26th. Means we got game releases, guys. It, we're finally in that new game season. 
Oh, this week. Oh, oh my gosh. Dude, we oh. got some games. We got some games. We got a few games I wrote down here. We got Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey, Control, Knights and Bikes, the Barstail 4 Direct Cut, Astral Chains, Blair Witch, and the Dark Pictures, a uh, Man of Medem. Or Medem. Medon. 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 Oh, dude, like, Ancestors looks pretty tight. That's the monkey game where you kind of evolve yourself. Yeah. So it's like better spore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got control. Oh, which, I'm so excited for that game. Oh, I know because you because remedy is taking control yeah. of that one. Uh, uh, no idea what that spice is. Bar still four. So if you're big RPGs, yes. So that's a huge cult following in that game. Um, Bard still, you can actually get it on Game Pass right now. And I think, I think, I'll double check, I'll turn it on right now, but I think you can get the whole Bardstale collection right now on Game Pass, Ooh, which is super cool. If you ever get time, let me tell you something about Bardstale, is the first Bardstale is very rough, but the story is really good. The story is really good, and it's a really good RPG. It's basically, it was made in like the 1980s, it's a classic like 1980s. Um, series so it's old um but yeah right now on game pass on pc and xbox you can get the bard's tale trilogy which i believe is one two and three i recommend it it's a really cool story and it's hard because it's old like text base do you remember old uh, like early elder scrolls yes oh it's like that oh no it's really good though man i i highly recommend it it's it's from in exile and they just do a really good story. Story-wise, they're amazing. I just remember Morrowind and this thing of like, I gotta read all these, <laughs> all this stuff. It's like a, it's like seven books. Oh yeah, like one day of playing. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, and in this game, you get very little direction. Like these games, you do not get direction. It is old school, man. It's really good though. Yeah. But on that list, Control is gonna be awesome. Oh yeah, Control uh, Remedy does. Remedies on point with some of their stuff. They do really oh, well. They are. I did ca- they are. I'm playing Alan Wake for the first time, and my mind is blown. Oh, yeah, we'll get in that later. I think like that's our funny bits for today. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then we got Astral Chain, which is like uh, near Tomta, aka Aspire King. We, we got the Blair Witch, which we saw a big trailer that at Gamescom, and that looks freaky as oh, no. No. <laughs> and then we've got the Dark Pictures, man, Medine, which is just like, uh, what was that game that came for PS4? Where you Until Dawn. Until Dawn, there we yes. are. Which is the same people that made that, I believe. Yes, it's the same people. So they're doing a whole series of stuff, and the Dark Pictures, and this, the Man of Madon is the first one. So they're doing like a whole series of these games, Man of Madon being the first one. If you have not seen the trailer, for the, have you seen the trailer for this? I've seen like the tier trailer of it and it looks creepy. I'm just not a big fan of like having to play with like a co-op person because I think like if I play my wife, yeah, she is gonna walk away and just let me get killed. <laughs> and I highly encourage it. Until Dawn, have you played Until Dawn? No, but I watched Ooh. a long play of that. I Ooh. just I I, I can Can't do that. more games if I can like actually fight back. Like survival gotcha. horror stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. So not like not the story-driven like, horror game. Not like making choices and stuff like that. I can't make choices. I'm bad at making choices. I can't adjust myself in the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good. I will definitely be playing and streaming it. So. Yeah. And then, guys, we got free stuff this week. Because who doesn't like stuff. free? Free stuff? 
guys at the Epic Store until the 29th of this month, you can pick up Fez, which I would say pick it up for the game itself, but eh, don't look up Billfish. It's an okay game. It's, it's, it's okay. something to maybe play a couple hours. It's very challenging. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because it, it has a language system, and you got to, like, rotate the way they kind of, like, do language stuff. Yeah. And then when you beat it, you don't beat 100%. You got to play it again when you get these. Spoiler alert, because it's an old game. You pick up three glasses where you can go first person and view, like, the whole ground and, like, pick up our cool clues, which you got to translate and solve it with something else. Yeah. So that's pretty much fed for you. Enjoy that. It's 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 colorful. It's very colorful. Very colorful. It's, I think I got my first like playthrough. I was like, nope, I'm done. This is this is it. This is it. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> I think that does for the news this week, guys. Guys, come back next week when we throw on more stuff. My news desk. Hopefully, EA will not be on this desk anymore. But we'll see you next week. I love you, EA. Okay, this is a segment of the show in which we take a letter or a note out there and discuss their question or topic. Well, again, we we hopefully answer that question or topic. So nope. let's continue. Bypassing it or bypassing <laughs> the question this week. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. We hope we do. Every week we take this question and we kind of explore our thoughts and our feelings on it. So this question comes from a listener named Lost Tempo. Dearest Arcade Raiders, I really favor your podcast intro and outro music and can tell you obviously have a keen ear for great music. How about the music in video games? For me, music in, in games adds the depth and complexity of the game and elicits emotions that contribute to the immersion of the person playing. My question for you, gents, is what game soundtracks or music are your favorites? The more obscure, the better. I really love your show and can't wait to hear your heavenly voices in my ear holes this next week. The heavenly voice in your ear holes. That's right. Are we doing ASMR now? Ear hole voices. Ear holes. Just hear us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse, so music-wise, I love music in video games. I think it that, to me, it's the icing on the cake. Yes. You know, it's, it, brings, it brings the whole cake together. It's the first thing that hits your tongue. It's, it's always there with every bite you take in the cake. There's always that taste of icing. So it's the same thing for me with video games. Is it's, To me, it's always there. It always adds to the complexity. It always adds to your emotions. I, I, music, I, I grew up a music nerd. You know, I was a band geek, so the music in video games has always been really big for me. So what are your favorite soundtracks in video games? Now, now this is hard for me to talk about because I didn't know if I should pick my favorite original score, like games oh. that soundtrack, or be a license. Oh. And I was thinking, like, okay, if it's licensed, I definitely got throw, like, Tony Ash, Procator 1, 2, Thug, and New Year's Speed somewhere on the list because yeah. those are some bomb soundtracks aka place when i should post get a one fire up warehouse list of goldfinger all damn time but um when i'm thinking about like good soundtracks overall bastion oh bastion by darren crab um holy crap the guitar in this whole soundtrack is amazing like if you haven't heard it it's just like awesome like he does like multiple things like that whole heavy riff guitars like when things are getting tense or that Nice little somber, like classical stuff, which I go crazy for. Like I have mostly songs on my work playlist because I was like, "Oh, this is motivating me." Yeah, I can finally work hard. Um, I would say if you want to pick, listen to a song right now, listen to Zia's theme, "Build That Wall." It is downright the, like one of the only few sung songs in the whole game, and it's just downright amazing. Like you get this whole 
her gentle voice like singing and it's like this awesome guitar like riff and let's turn that stuff to 11 holy crap nice other noble tracks here i picked out um listen to our proper story in case of trouble mutter i'm here and setting sail coming home build our awesome song from the list there now we're getting to more like Hey, I just want to rock out, Burger. What do you got for me? I'm like, dude, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game by Anamanaguchi. They did the whole soundtrack, the whole thing with ship rock. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that's awesome. And this is the first time I ever heard this band, too. But once I once I listened to, once I played a game, I was obsessed with Anamanaguchi. I went out and bought this album. I bought their other albums. That's all I played. Of some like it's actually a sweet like punk rock soundtrack most most way through. So you can have like this whole like rock chip tune like punk where it's like dah, 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 like oh uh, nice. definitely noble tracks here i always say is another winter uh suburban tram rock club and like in the movies those are those are f- like freaking badass we're talking like straight up like let's do this stuff right now i mean you can't play the game anymore which sucks but eh, yeah what can you do yeah and finally we're talking like that whole like if you want something more industrial if you want something that just hits the notes good Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, Sky. Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Show the Devious Furball or show me this game. Because Devious Furball, he oh. actually gave me a copy. And I was like, okay, this game's pretty tight. Like, you're slashing through stuff. Then all of a sudden, you see a Metal Gear. And it's like, I got this sword. I think... So you're having the strong point of Metal Gear. Then all of a sudden, like, the songs are picking up. And right at the right moment, you hear the chorus break through. And you're just like, yeah! <laughs> this is the song. This is the freaking song I'll play at a freaking wedding. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like you know we had that that moment, and once that chorus picked up, like boom, I was so by this whole soundtrack. That's our noble awesome. track. Our noble tracks are my own master now. I'm sorry, I'm a master now, and a stranger I remain. This is like if you love Saladuar, we love that whole industrial sound. This is your soundtrack. Holy crap, I will go on about this game. This game is badass. <laughs> That's awesome. See, but those songs and that music is eliciting emotional responses. And you get hyped from those, and it puts you into the game. The hype is Oh yeah, so that that's I think that's so cool about the music we hear and what these composers and musicians are doing for video games. It's crazy, it's so good. Oh, I need a little walk from that one. Holy crap, I'm getting all sweaty from that one. <laughs> so, so for me, I kind of went down a different path. My first response for this was one of the best soundtracks, and I'm sure people are going to just cringe on this for me, is um, uh, GTA San Andreas. <laughs> because I love hip-hop music. Dude, yeah. GTA San Andreas kind of having that whole West Coast uh, vibe and the whole West Coast type of music was just was real big for me. So I really like that. But I had to kind of think about, okay, what music would I listen to? You know, what soundtracks would I listen to a lot? What soundtracks just did I hear the music over the game? Did I focus on the music more than the game? So that's kind of how I thought about it. So, of course, Ori in the Blind Forest. Oh. Uh, the whole soundtrack is done by Gareth Coker. That opening theme just elicits so much for me. It makes it it's it's just so good it's it's like keanu reeves is breathtaking it's it's a treat to see these songs even played on live events like at the game awards last year he did some songs from ori the ori the second one coming out right yeah and he played the he played the piano on the stage and i just got the biggest goosebumps so those songs from ori in the blind forest 
are so motivational in response to the task at hand, yet they're so melancholy. I don't know. That's as best I could describe it for me is they really motivate me to play the game and do the task within the game. But yet it's so melancholy and it's so sad. It's almost like it's almost like there's two things happening there. It wants to make me be happy, but it wants to make me cry at the same time. And I think that's really big for that game. And it contributes to just how amazing Ori and the Blind Forest is. The next one was Octopath Traveler. And that's done by Yasunori Nishiki. Eight different themes for eight different characters. Eight different themes. Eight different themes. All the eight characters have a different theme. And those themes are kind of based on their homelands, what their jobs are in the game, what their goals are in the game. That to me is a huge task. And when you listen to each one of those theme songs, it's completely different, yet it all ties together. And I love the way it it just kind of works together and melds together. No matter what character story you're in, it's always going to be their music. And one of the other really cool things about that is with Octopath Traveler, uh, Yasunori, he has also, he or she, they <laughs> have also added to the community and there are heavy metal versions of these songs out. Oh, I think I heard a few of those. Um, yes. Can I so, ask you, like, who is your favorite, like, who is your favorite theme? I like the Apothecary's theme. I really like the Apothecary's theme. It's very peaceful, yet helpful. Um, the Cleric's theme is really good. I just I just like it all. There are some times when I'm just kind of, I need to focus and, and study or work, and I'll turn on the Octopath Traveler OST and just move on. Because it's so good, it's so soothing, it just makes me feel really good. My last, or my third one, was Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time by oh, Koji Kondo. Dude, that hits. That hits. Yes. <laughs> So we still sing those songs, you know, do, 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 do. I mean, we still sing these songs 20 years, 30 years later. Oh, gosh, 30 years later. Holy cow. Wait, it's been 30 years? It's about, I was in high school, so I was probably 15. So that's about 23 years later. Yeah, so 25 years later, let's say. We're still singing those songs. Remember you had on the Nintendo 64, you know, with the yellow directional buttons, you had to play the tune and then sometimes it would throw on like an ocarina, yeah. yeah. So your controller turned into an ocarina. And it was so crazy. There's a whole a generation of gamers with that Nintendo 64 and uh, Ocarina of Time. It inspired a generation of kids to go out and learn the ocarina. I remember seeing kids playing ocarinas everywhere. I had one. I, I had one as well. <laughs> or or you were that kid in elementary school or middle school trying to play it on the recorder so it inspired a generation and i still sing those i'll you know i'll be walking around the house and i'll i'll whistle those tunes and you know i'll navi listen but that music and everything from ocarina of time is to me is timeless it's perfect so those were my three of the, of the top music now I was getting hyped. Now I just want to play more like <laughs> Rising now. And it's like, listen to that first song. Like, okay, I'm playing the next part again. Yeah, okay. no, I, even today when I was studying and working and stuff, I listened to Ori and the Blind Forest. And Dude, I same. I was like, I was in the old game sound. Right? Like, there's so many kind of message here. Like, yeah, there's Crypto Necrodancer, which has multiple Ooh. like people doing the different, like the same theme. And it's all done by uh, Danny B. Yeah, did, uh, no, it's good. B-Boy. Yeah. Yeah. See, those are obscure that that not a lot of people know. They're just amazing. It's amazing music. And and like, thank you, composers and artists that contribute the music to video games. 
100 like, known. I, I love people who make good music. Like our good buddy Ben Burns has made all the like awesome music as well. Who made like his own theme song for his own game, Car Jumper. I'm giving out time for Ben Burns right here. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> Please play He's Car Jumper. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome, and and the music is sad to it. So lost tempo. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the compliments on the music. Enjoy your music. Keep listening to those music soundtracks. Guys, that was the mailbag or what kids are calling electronic mail. Again, thanks Lost Simple for sending a message in and allowing us to kind of geek out on the music that we love and that inspires us and makes us feel good. What about iPod Nano? iPod Nano. Yeah, might as well get it out now. <laughs> Fill it up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Each week, we also like to discuss the newer old games that we are playing or what we like to call what is tickling our funny bits. In this section, we will address games we are currently playing that we like, that we don't like, and kind of give a little quick little commentary to expose our world and let you know what's going on with our streams and our personal video game playing. Jesse, what are you doing this week? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I've been hyping up No Man's Guys like everyone else, but... I officially said I'm done with it. I'm done with No Man's Guys. Personally, I just feel like I'm not really making like progress. It just feels like every time I get a new ship, it's like I gotta make the same progress over again. Yeah. So I'm not really advancing. I'm not really like doing anything. I don't feel my stuff is personal, which which sucks. I know it does. And that's where I'm at right now. As well as I kinda hop back into Minecraft playing Sky Factory 4. Oh nice. It, which has sucked my life again for another, let's be honest with you, another three months. Um, now, you're not familiar with Sky Factory. You start with one tree and a dirt block, and you got built from there. There's a crap load of mods. So you're, like, doing, like, smeltery stuff. You're also, like, figuring out ways to kind of, like, like automate and build computers and all that stuff. And it's just great. It's just fantastic. It's what I need for my grind. But I'm hoping that next week I talk a little more about... Oh, a little game that a friend of ours talked about, Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, because oh, yeah. I finally picked that up, and I'm going to probably play it for this. But Jeremy, 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 I know that's my, it was kind of short there, because I really don't want to knock on No Man's Skies too much. <laughs> Let's talk about what you've been, what's been tickling your funny bits, because I, I want to have a discussion about this desk game. Yeah, so... Yeah, so on my plate, Epic Games, get those free games, add them to your library, because there's some good stuff coming that way. So I grabbed Alan Wake. I've oh. never played Alan Wake. Go on, let's talk about Alan Wake for the first time. What do you think of it? It's weird. Like, it's, it's kind of like a, it's a story that you don't know what the hell's going on, but you want to keep going because you feel like something big is fixing to happen. Oh, I think it's yeah. very, very meta you know, kind of thinking about yourself and your moves. And and so it, it's kind of creepy in, in that sense that you have to think about all that stuff. I I dig it. How far I run are you? out of ammo constantly, but How far are you, Sky? How, I'm only time? about four hours into it. What do you think of every, like, spoiler, guys, what do you think of every chapter and, like, episode? I, I like that. I think what oh. that does for me is because I can't play games a lot outside of streaming most of the time, I yeah. like that I can play for an hour and a half or two hours and feel like I've accomplished something. So I'm on chapter three, I believe. And I think there's six chapters. So I'm about halfway through. I like the chapters just because I can play, like I said, for an hour and a half or two hours and go, okay, I'm good for the, 
I just needed my video game fix. I like chapter stuff. I like Life is Strange. I love the way they do their chapters. So it really doesn't bother me. I know that bothers a lot of people. Did, did you watch the TV at all? Uh, I have been watching the TV episodes. Don't tell me oh. anything. Because oh, apparently there's you. like 14 televisions in across the game. And if you watch them, it reveals something. So the TV episodes remind me of Twilight Zone. Dude, I know, right? It's, it's like I said, this would be a game for Sky because it's so like that obscure, like nerd of. Yes. There's oh, a lot man. of uh, horror references. There's been Friday the 13th. I've seen mm-hmm. um, Friday the 13th. I've seen Stephen King references. I've seen Alfred Hitchcock references with the crows, you know, the birds. Oh, and Burgros. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's there's references to a lot of horror games or horror movies, and I like it. So it's pretty cool. And I'm not a big person of. I really don't like horror games. I don't like games to be scary for the sake of being scary. I mean, if it's just like a if it's like a mind meta story, that's cool. But if it's just gore and stuff, I don't like that. So no, I'm enjoying that. Um, we finished Borderlands 2 a couple weeks ago, so uh, Dr. Levelup and I have decided to continue till Borderlands 3 comes out and work on the Borderlands 2 DLC. So we started the Borderlands 2 DLC, and have you played that, any of the DLC for Borderlands 2? I played a few of them. I played the Pirate one, and okay. I believe we played the, the Doctor one. I forgot what it was oh. called. Uh... So you played Captain Scarlet and her Pirate's Booty. Mm, yeah, which and I wouldn't pick that one. Was it Sir Hammerlock's Big Game Hunt? No, it was uh, I forget. Or was it what Commander it was, Lilith? It wasn't Commander Lilith. I think it was something a little different. I gotta look it up real quick. Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. I wanted to play that one. Okay. Well, I didn't. Uh, so we played Mr. Torg's campaign of Carnage. Holy crap. <laughs> it is so well written. You have gotta play it. It is it's nonstop just shenanigans and hilarity. The guy, the head guy, uh Mr. Torg, he's basically Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, I know, dude. So he's just a constant cussing and yelling, and it's so funny. And then there are different other people that come in in the in the episode and have to really kind of talk. And just their dialogue between each other. Tiny Teen is in it. You know, Moxie, uh, Moxie's in it. It's it was hilarious. We laughed the entire time. Um, all of the chapters were basically were basically throwbacks to different songs like rock songs like there's one for there's a bunch for acdc uh there's even um a system of a down reference in there uh guns and roses so it's really cool to to have that in there uh we really enjoyed it and so i am sold on getting borderlands 3 at first i was like this is dumb why do people like this game other than being having good dialogue which there's not a lot of it I just could don't get it. But the more and more I play it and the more that I see that they shine in their DLC and their story campaigns. I don't like the looter shooter aspect of it. I'm just burnt on like those yeah, games like with Division. That's, that and just sucks overall. Yeah. But the story and the dialogue is absolutely amazing. So oh, that is what has been tickling my funny bits. Correction, it was Sir Hamlock's big game hunt, and oh my god, that, that end boss you fight, the end boss. Oh, we're gonna so play perfect. the next one. Oh, dude, it play that one, you'll laugh your ass off when you see the end boss. Yeah, we've got one, two, three, four more, and I think we have about four more weeks to the release. 
I don't remember. We're gonna we have to at least play the the Lilith, which leads into Lands Three. But really good, super fun stuff, and that's what's been tickling my funny bets. All right, friends. On a final note, again, we wanted to thank everybody that came out to the Life event last weekend. Like Jesse said, we're able to raise almost $1,400 for children's hospitals across the U.S. And it's truly a humbling experience and shows the kindness that you gamers bring to the world uh, as these amazing humans. We really, really do appreciate it. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts on that one. So let's sell it out. Jesse, let the good folks on the internet know where they can find you. Guys, you can come find me at mix.com slash tapper where you can find me streaming mostly every day. We're going to start my extra life punishment because we raised 200 bucks on my stream we're going to play some rise son of rome so i'm not looking forward to that one you can find me on twitter twitter.com slash that burger where you can see pictures of my cat now and there and also me like commenting how like what i'm playing or what i'm enjoying with the game industry you can find me on instagram as well because i do post around pictures on it once a while you can come see like what i do in my real life and also my cat as well jeremy where we find you at yeah, so as usual, you can find me uh, streaming several times a week, science and video games at mixer.com slash You can also find me on Twitter and somewhat Instagram. I've been kind of slack lately on that, at Mr. Skyroby. I'm a Twitter fanatic, so I do typically post most things on Twitter. You can see things about my life as well as commentary and just weirdness, I guess. Well, friends, that does it for our time this week. Remember, our goal here at the Arcade Raiders podcast is to deliver our unique perspective into the video gaming world and random musings discussion we hope you've enjoyed your time this week have a great week and until we see you next time keep playing those video games we'll see you soon